Well, hi, everyone. Welcome back for another week of the North Carolina Study Center podcast. My name is Matt Hain, and this is our second week as part of a two-week series we're doing right now on C.S. Lewis's book, The Abolition of Man. Now, if you're reading along with us as part of our Study Center summer reading, hopefully this podcast is a resource that accompanies your reading and uh, sheds new light on different parts of the work. If you're not reading with us, that's also fine. And hopefully this podcast will introduce you to several major themes from Abolition of Man and maybe orient you if you decide to read uh, the book at some later time. On our last podcast, we discussed the Tao, T-A-O, the Tao, which is the term Lewis uses to refer to natural law. Natural law is probably the more common word that we know this as in our context. Throughout Abolition of Man, Lewis passionately defends the claim uh, that there is a Tao or a natural law. There is an objective moral standard, a right and a wrong. Lewis argues that morality is not merely a social construct, as many in his day were claiming. It is an objectively given component of human nature. So to say something like, it is good to return kindness to someone who has showed you kindness, is not merely a subjective statement of one's personal feelings. According to Lewis and the Tao and the natural law, this is an objectively true factual statement because it is in accordance with the Tao. Lewis argues that the Tao is not limited to one culture. He contends that all traditional cultures have believed in objective morality. They've all believed in right with a capital R and wrong with a capital W. While he concedes that morality does vary to some degree uh, between culture and time from culture to culture, there are nonetheless common strands of moral truth that manifest themselves in all cultures. For example, all cultures have always esteemed bravery and loyalty. It's hard to find a culture that has ever admired cowardice or being a traitor. This leads us to today's central question for the podcast. If the Tao gives us a universal code of morality that we receive or inherit, uh, it's a given, then what about moral progress? Almost all of us probably listening to this podcast believe in and aspire towards moral improvement in culture and society. We want more justice, more equity, more flourishing. So the question is worth asking, does Lewis's account of the Tao call for maintaining the status quo and therefore for moral stagnation rather than for moral progress? Is his account opposed to moral progress? Well, Lewis anticipates this objection uh, to his account of the Tao And he can already hear his critics, and in Abolition of Man, he does his best to cut them off at the pass. Uh, So he gives an answer to us to this objection within Abolition of Man. The crucial distinction Lewis wants to drive home in defending the Tao from this objection is between attempts at moral reform from within the Tao and attempts at ethical revolution from outside the Tao. Lewis thinks that our understanding of the Tao can be improved, He does think this, and he thinks that the Tao has the internal resources to be able to do this. Things he writes in Abolition of Man that this requires, this improvement of the Tao, are critiquing of past moral codes, the removal of contradictions from the application of past moral codes, and even real development in our perception, our realization of the good that's always been there, that's generally available and revealed through the Tao. He gives us an example of this. Uh, For example, Confucius wrote, do not do to others what you would not like them to do to you. Lewis writes that the words of Christ represent a real moral improvement on this. Do unto others as you would be done by. So Confucius states it negatively, 
uh, do not do to others. Christ states it positively and therefore calls us to an even higher standard. Do unto others as you would have them do to you. This is a real moral improvement, real moral progress, but it operates from within the Tao, still assuming an objective right and wrong. On the other hand, an example of an attempt at moral revolution from outside the Tao, C.S. Lewis invokes Friedrich Nietzsche. Uh, Nietzsche, for those of you who are familiar, um, philosopher of the 1800s, basically claimed that all moral claims are mere attempts, uh, they're mere subjective attempts to will yourself to power or your position to be the universal opinion. Um, And so Nietzsche saw all moral claims as ultimately bankrupt and said, we must scrap traditional morality and traditional moral language and begin with a totally new system. So Lewis gives us another illustration. He says that a genuine advance, moral advance, is like one who loves fresh vegetables and decides to grow his own rather than purchase them at the store. Uh, An innovation, on the other hand, like Nietzsche, or to operate outside the Tao, would mean rejecting vegetables totally and trying to eat bricks and centipedes instead. Only those sympathetic to the Tao, who love it and seek to obey it, can really make an advance within it according to its genuine spirit and direction, one commentator writes. In other words, moral progress must occur within the grain of the already given Tao, or natural law. To attempt to scrap the Tao and create a new code of ethics is a futile effort, in Lewis's opinion. Maybe an example from our contemporary American context will help here. The Declaration of Independence, that famous document in the founding of our country, includes in it these words, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Now, the civil rights movement of the 1960s operated within the Tao, and it represents genuine moral progress. Martin Luther King Jr. and several others uh, didn't argue against the truth of the Declaration of Independence in these words that I just read. They rather critiqued the application of those words as insufficient, not wide enough in scope. America had failed to live up to the ideals upon which it was founded, and therefore, arguing from within the Tao, Martin Luther King Jr. and others called for moral progress. Now consider the alternative here that Lewis considers. To critique this statement from the Declaration of Independence from outside the Tao would be to reject its central truths altogether. It would be to do something like claiming there is no creator or that this creator has not revealed in creation that all men are created equal. It would be to deny the equality of men and therefore to deny the dignity of all men and certain rights that all men hold. To do these things... Uh, is a dead end to Lewis. It is a futile attempt to construct an alternative morality based on self-evident truths that are contained within the Tao. Lewis thinks if you try to deny what's self-evidently true, no matter how hard you try, you're not going to be able to create a coherent uh, code of morality. You need the Tao. You have to operate within the Tao in order to have a coherent account of morality. Well, here's one application for today before we close. I think Lewis is helpful here because he gives us a lens to evaluate different moral claims and calls for reform uh, through. He gives us this lens. So we can ask ourselves questions when we hear arguments made or calls for reform, such as, is the reform being advocated for still within the grain of the Tao? Is the person calling for the reform doing so out of a common belief, a shared belief in an objective right and wrong, and a desire, a genuine desire, to have our public morality conform more closely 
to what is self-evident through the general revelation of the Tao or of natural law. On the other hand, is the reform being advocated outside the grain of the Tao? Does the reform being called for reject a central tenet of traditional morality as it has been commonly understood across time and space and culture? Is the speaker or the reformer uh, just giving an arbitrary expression of his or her preferences, not based on a generally revealed truth? This gives us something to think about. It's not a foolproof test. Uh, Not every case. Most cases aren't so simple. Um, But Lewis does give us something very helpful to think about here in trying to create a a just and equitable society that is in accordance with the Tao. I hope this has been interesting and given you something to think about for today. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and we'll be back tomorrow with more from the Abolition of Man.